Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hey, it's Therese, and this is another episode of the Happy Business Show. In today's show, I want to talk to you about a concept that I think is really insidious to small business owners and entrepreneurs. You know, my whole platform is that you have a business that makes you happy and a business that serves your life. That's so important because we've all made those mistakes. You know, when I first started, what I did is I I basically became a slave to my business. I in my whole life I was in love with my business. It got all my time, energy, money, attention. And what happened is it squeezed my life out of my life. And so all of my focus, all of my time would go to building the business. And at a certain point, I had hit, I had hit the six-figure mark, mark. I had actually just stopped and said, oh, my God, I have built this beast. Shit, I don't want to keep feeding it. Like, ugh, yeah, it's making money, but look at the cost. And so you know I'm a stand for you have to have a business that serves your life. I just I just will say that till <laughs> till the end of time. And part of serving your life, today I want to talk to you about the concept of are you tolerating things being good enough? You know, years and years ago, one of the uh, like the father of coaching is a man named Thomas Leonard coined the term tolerations. And tolerations are the little things in our lives, in our businesses, in our home, in our environment, in, in everything that we, we live and move in that we just tolerate. And what happens is that they are energy drains. I was looking at this for myself. You know, I, I, um, I think I'm probably like five pounds over my, my ideal weight. And I'm not exercising as, as much as I should. But you know what? I still look pretty good. Like if you saw me, you'd be like, huh, you look, heck, for a 55-year-old woman, you look damn good. You know, I can, I can pull off a size six. So I notice that I'm not as motivated to exercise because here's why. It's good enough. It's good enough. And I was having a conversation with somebody about, well, you know, what blocks me, what stops me, why am I not hungry and willing to, you know, get off my ass and go hiking more. And I, I, I'll just be honest, I had to kind of say, it's good enough, I look good enough. And that's okay. I mean, it's okay to look good enough. Yet in my business, I never, ever, ever settle for good enough. So I thought that was interesting in this one area of my life. I'm kind of, you know, let's be real, I'm being a little bit of a slacker. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm like, eh, I'll go to gym tomorrow. And, you know, and I'm kind of outing myself because by outing myself, then I then I will be more motivated. But I thought about business and I thought, look at the standards in business. I won't accept that. There's no web pages that are good enough. There's no programs that are just good enough. And 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 so I want to ask you that. What are you tolerating by saying it's good enough? Now, Here's just a little caveat. Some people get flipped out about analyzing and researching and planning. I mean, I had one of my favorite stories is a client of mine that was sort of, she was newer in business, and she'd come from an academic background. And so she was very much into research and organizing and research and grouping and research and research. And so after working with her probably two, three, four months, she said, you know what, I think the problem, Teresa, is that I don't have a, a business plan. 
I said, okay. And she said, I really, yeah, that's it. If I just made a business plan, then I would feel, then I would feel legitimate. I said, all right. So I said, go ahead. You know, there's all kinds of forms. There's figure, you can figure out how to do a business plan. So she worked and worked. I think she worked two months. Her business plan, now again, she wasn't doing anything until she had the business. So in her mind, I can't do this until X, right? And so she made her business plan. She finally finished it. She presented it to me. It was, are you ready? 240 pages. I said, ah, okay, um, I love you, darling, but as your coach, this isn't going to help me to help you. I can't even read 240 pages. Can you make it smaller? Like, how can you have any relationship with a document that's 240 pages? So she pared it down. Then it became 40 pages. I'm thinking, whew, that is, that's, all righty. But it was so important that she had to go through this process because she wasn't good enough until she had a business plan. And about six months later, after she had launched her first few programs and she had more confidence under her belt, she said, you know, Therese, that came totally from the sense of I'm not enough, I'm not good enough. And that that was her, like, I have to, you know, I, 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 like all these things have to happen before I'm good enough. So when I talk about tolerating and things being good enough, there's a difference, right? When you first roll things out, your first version it needs to be just good enough. You can't do like that client and say, well, i got to take six months and analyze and research and plan because sometimes people get in the habit of just hiding out. They hide out in that place of, well, i got to get a better website. Well, I, gotta, I, you know, I have to get a different shopping cart. Well, oh, yeah, you can do all that. But I, when I work with my clients, I'm more like kick ass. Just get something out there. Get it out there. It's good enough first version when we call it a beta that's that so so that's your like you know we're going to call it a beta we're going to charge a little bit less and you're going to sell it understanding that it's not fully developed so that's a place where good enough is good enough but let's look at the rest of the good enough so let's look at some areas where the good enough are not good for you so the first area is in your relationship with your team members. I hear very often like, well, I have an assistant or I have a VA that's, you know, she's good enough, she's okay, but if you hear yourself saying any of that after like the first 90 days of somebody's employment, they need to go. You are tolerating. I mean, it's crazy what people tolerate. And I've done it. We've all made these mistakes. You know, we think, well, they're going to get better. Or, well, we just haven't figured out how to work. Well, no, 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 no. Don't tolerate good enough when somebody is an employee for you. See, one of one of our um, growing edges as entrepreneurs and business leaders is stepping into leadership and being very clear about expectations and being very clear about when it's not working, perhaps we need to change the course here. So that's the first place. Are you tolerating just good enough contractors, VAs, web guys, graphic people? And what would have to happen to shift that? Again, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not above this. I have, I have done, I have made some mistakes with my team members. Today, I have a fabulous combination of people, but it took courage to say to a couple of different people this last year, you know what? I think 
one I just had to say it's you know this is this isn't working and the other one is you know I think you would be better served doing another function on my team the function you're doing right now isn't isn't working as well I want you doing something else so that's the first one are you tolerating good enough with your your assistance because the cost of that see you should run a business where you can just turn something over and trust that it gets done. So your focus, your brilliance, your energy is spent on your revenue-generating, creative, passion places, not like, oh, God, i got to go manage so-and-so, and I hate to have that conversation because, you know. See, toleration is anything that pulls your energy down. So the next place, are you tolerating just good enough clients? Now, what I mean by that is, you know those clients when you see their name in your book and you you know they're going to be in front of you shortly, you get so excited. You're like, oh, ah, yoo-hoo, I'm so excited I get to talk to them. And then there might be other clients who are like, eh, oh, well, I know I can help them. I guess I should. If you feel that way, cut them loose. Like to me, I'm sorry, I wouldn't want to be that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to show up and say, hi, I'm here as your client and have whomever I hire just go, oh, well, yeah. Hell, it's you. You know what I mean? I would not want that. And so, so you're not doing anybody any favors if you're just tolerating them. So, again, have the courage to make the changes. And so, you want to look at your systems. I know for me, when I was getting the um, the just good enough clients, the clients that didn't make my heart sing, it was because my messaging. A couple things. My messaging wasn't clear. I wasn't I wasn't being specific enough about who I was calling out for. Um, for example, I would use a lot of "you're totally struggling," because you know, I come from that you know therapist background, and I you know had worked with all kinds of um, people that were really hurting. And so I think when I first started my marketing, I had some of that energy to it. Oh, you're really struggling. You're just you know, and you're you don't know what to do anymore. And so I was really in the marketing language, pushing the pain a lot. So I got a lot of people that were really broke and really in pain going, oh, you're the one. Well, they couldn't really be helped because they didn't really want to be helped. So my copy was calling out people that really probably weren't the best fit. So that's the first one. Look at your copy. Go back through your website, your your um, social media stuff. Actually maybe have somebody somebody neutral and say, if you read this stuff, who do you think I'm calling out? You might be surprised. You really might be surprised. So I definitely want you to do that because you need to be working with clients that are so motivated and just exactly the right fit. For example, you do not need to be working with clients whom you have to convince of anything, ever, ever. So let's say you are um, into you know alternative health or something. You don't want to work with the people that you have to demonstrate that alternative health is the way to go. You don't want to work with the people that just want to go to a physician, give, get, get, get three bottles of pills, be told what to do, and they don't want to take any responsibility for the health. That's not your market. And yet, if somehow you're marketing that way, they're coming in, it's a setup for failure. So that could be how you're tolerating a not quite good enough client, meaning not good enough for you and the work you do. So you have to get super clear, what's your messaging? What am I saying that's bringing that in? And is there something in me? Here's the kind of the mindset piece. Is there something in me that keeps pulling this? Like, for example, when I was 
getting, you know, the needier, the broken people. It's because back in the day when I was really struggling financially, that's how I was feeling. They were a reflection of me. So that's another way to look at it. It's like, wow, if, um, for example, if somebody is in front of you that hasn't paid you, then you have to say, am I paying my bills? Am I paying me as well? You know, so, so that's another one is kind of do that mirror work. What are they mirroring in me that I can work on? So we have relationships with your assistants, the people that you hire, and then we have you could be tolerating clients that just aren't making your heart sing. Like that's a super, super important place to look. The third one is where are you at with your peers? your circle of influence. You know, I have a lot of people come to me and say, it's really hard because I'm the biggest fish in the pond. Like, I love everybody in my life and everybody's really cool. And, you know, sometimes it's like we've been together a long time. I know all these people. Either we're in a networking group or we're masterminding. But they just they just don't really give to me. They kind of they take from me. They don't really have anything to offer because I have outgrown them. See, you always need to be playing with people that are a few steps ahead of you. That's why that's why you hire coaches. That's why you have people that have walked the path and, most importantly, can hold your feet to the fire. Like a lot of people in the beginning choose to be in, um, you know, peer coaching or peer-led mastermind groups. And it's great, but is there accountability? Is there is there really anybody that, truthfully, is going to call you on your shit? Is there anybody that's going to say, you know, you say you want this, yet all your actions are going the other way? What's that about? But most of us surround ourselves with people that just go, oh, that's great. I'm really happy for you. Cool. Yeah, let me know how that goes. So are you tolerating people that see your small self versus bringing in mentors and peers that hold the vision for your great self because those are the people you know my my pivotal point in my business happened i could i could tell you the day it was august in 2010 and i actually had put together a peer-led mastermind and at the time i was really really desperate i was really you know the, the economy had crashed my business was just going south it was the hardest point. Ugh, 2010 was a rough year for me. I mean, now I'm at six figures. I'm doing great. But it was this moment in 2010. I came to this masterminding being really desperate, really like, help me, help me. I, I don't, nothing's working. I don't know what to do. Create a marketing plan for me, gals. Let's figure out a revenue generating plan. And I had one woman who had the courage basically to say, Stop. You are completely off base here. You should not be calling yourself a marketer. Yeah, you can do it, but you're freaking brilliant at this mindset stuff. Why do you not have the courage to get yourself out there? I cannot stand and let you continue to say you're a marketer when I know the brilliance that you are not showing. It was really hard. Like There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of like, what? Oh, my God, how do I do that? But somebody took a stand for me because everybody else in my life was like, oh, you're great. Yeah, that's a great marketing strategy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but one person had the courage basically to actually risk our friendship, which it, it kind of strained it for a couple of years, to tell me the truth. And so who is in your life because you are tolerating good enough 
with your level of success. You're tolerating good enough. Okay, maybe you're making six figures. Is it good enough? Maybe. Maybe it is. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I mean, you know what's good enough. But if you know, like, my goal is, you know, I'm supposed to be at least a half million dollar earner. At least. At least. Minimum. You know? And I could get to a couple hundred and go, you know, that's that's good enough. It's cool. That's all right. I'm good. Absolutely. Most people would be delighted with that level of income. And, it, and I'm very proud of the level of income. But if I know that I'm to reach more people, I know if that next level of growth allows my soul to expand and then it is scheduled for, it's just good enough to only earn a couple hundred grand. That's not, that's, that would be a toleration. So the third part we're looking at here is, are you tolerating peers and people in your life that are buying into your notion that you're good enough? so, so, so important to make sure you have people in your life that that are healthy enough and love you enough to tell you the truth and, you know, kick some ass. <laughs> That's what my clients love about me. Somehow, I don't, I don't know how I've done it, but they have, they have this, like, idea, like, oh, my God, you love me so much and you kick my ass, but it feels great. Like, that's what you need. You need people in your life that will not let you settle for it's just good enough. So for me, I really need a physical trainer. I need to hire somebody that says, okay, yeah, your weight's all right, but really? Really? This, this is good enough for you? No, it's not good enough. You know, that's what you need for your business. So those are the three places that I want you to just just take an inventory. So this week, here's your coaching assignment. This week. Now, you can't work on all of them. You can't, you know, but you want to focus. You know, actually, let me throw in a fourth one. I forgot about a fourth one. Environments. I always say, how would I feel if a client came to my home? Now, in the old days... You know, when I was a little, little messier, I had some more clutter or, you know, didn't live in a place that I was loving, I would have never had a client come and do a VIP day at my home. And now, gosh, I just had two VIP clients coming in May, one's coming out in September, and I love to bring them into my home office. I'm so proud of my home and my office, and we've got my awesome dog, you know. So, so how would you feel somebody walked into your home? Is it a reflection of you, the successful business owner, or... Is it just good enough? Like if you do not have pride, then you should change it. So go through every room in your house. Go through your wardrobe. Go through your stuff. Go through your car and say, is there stuff in here that pulls my energy down? Like if you walk in a room and you say, I hate that freaking picture on the wall. God, I can't stand that picture. Well, take it off. Like Because what happens is every time you walk in the room, your energy gets pulled down a little bit. And you can't, you can't be in full energy, full creative mode, full brilliance, and then, you know, just keep being pulled back. I hate that picture. God, and the carpet's so dirty. I can't stand the carpet. And, ugh, this printer is driving me nuts. It's so slow. Do you see what happens? You can't. Tolerations interfere tremendously. So in addition to cleaning up your relationships, clean up your environment. There really is something to a spacious, beautiful environment. They always say, you know, if you want to make money, clear clutter, clean drawers. You know, go through all your old files, throw them out, create space for the new. You know, there's that law of circulation. We always want to be moving things around. We don't want to be stuffing and hoarding and having energy die. So energy can't die, but it can get constricted. So, so that's that's the fourth one. 
Go through, look at your environment. Start with something simple because, I, I, you know, sometimes you could look at your house and go, oh, good God, I'm so overwhelmed, you know, or like look in your garage and just turn around and have a beer. Don't do that. Start with simple, just one drawer, one corner, but just make it a commitment and always ask yourself, is this the highest and best representation of me? If a client came in this place right now, how would that look? Would I feel proud? Is Or is it just good enough? So, again, do not settle for just good enough. That's my hope for you is, is you love yourself enough and believe in yourself enough and surround yourself enough with people that call you out to a higher vision because that is what's possible. It's quite exciting when that happens. i got to tell you, it's just like, oh, that, that's what I call the next level stuff. You don't even know it's available for you until you stop settling for good enough. So, hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would love you to leave some comments on the blog here. Let us know what you like. And feel free to send folks over to the iTunes account. I'm hoping you're liking these podcasts. And I just want to say thanks again for listening. Much love and many blessings. And this is Therese Skelly of The Happy Business Show. Bye now. Take care. You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in.